0: The Cleveland Browns are back out on the practice field on Thursday to continue preparations for the Chicago Bears. Today on From the Podium, we're going to hear from three players and three coaches to give us some more thoughts on those Chicago Bears. The coordinators were up first today. They spoke before practice. Special teams coordinator and assistant head coach Bubba Ventrone went first. He talked about how great Dustin Hopkins has been for this team and gave us his thoughts on if he thinks kickoffs are a safe play. How's
1: this um latest wave of injuries impacting you and your guy, your groups.
2: Next man up. Next man up. Our, our, our team has done a good job of responding whenever we've, you know, suffered one of those injuries, especially when a guy goes to IR. Guys need to now take on you know bigger responsibility and step up. So
3: I think those guys have done a good job. The
2: entire roster.
3: i been around the league a long time. Ahead you ever seen something quite like this? Not just injuries, but season-ending injuries to such, you know, kind of key players, starters? I don't know if
2: I remember a year where you've had that many guys go to IR, um, but to our, our players' credit, we've we've done a good job of rallying around each other and playing complimentary ball and next man up. Our, our guys have responded pretty well, I feel. Well, we've talked about Corey before, you just the season he's having,
4: but um, how about that one punt from last week where it really flipped the field from back in your end to inside their 20th
2: Great. Great play in the game. Changed, you know, the entire field position for us. We covered it well. Um, we just got it. We need to be a little bit more consistent with um, our hangs and our distances. But no, He's done a great job. All, all three of the specialists have done... A tremendous job for us so far.
1: Does he get off 80 yarders like that every once in a while? Like, I know you guys film everything, so. I mean, he's got a
2: powerful leg, he really does. The, his ability to hit for distances, it really is truly remarkable. And, you know, we need to continue to improve on hitting with good hang and distance and direction is gonna be important, especially in these next few games.
1: At distance, Dustin gets another one beyond 50. Was that, was 55 right about the margin of what you were comfortable with going in?
2: It was close. Yeah, I know Kevin and I talked about it quickly. I mean, we talked about a pregame and then circled back at halftime. And then obviously on that last drive, you know, we had a quick conversation about, can we hit it? And so we both agreed, yeah. So had the, uh, obviously you have the confidence in the in the player at that point to, to follow through for us, In the operation, the protection is great on it, and he answers with the with the kick. So, credit to him. He's done an incredible job the entire year. Love the kid. Love the work ethic, uh, the consistency every day. So he's had a he's had a special year. What can
5: you say about the fact that he's gone eight for eight on, um fifty plus. I mean, that, how remarkable is that? Especially considering that he didn't really have that track record coming in.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that it goes back to it goes back to you know practice execution equal game reality. That's the, and that's what's happened. He's done a good job in practice, the practice reps, the week in week out, the consistency. You know, he's been the he's really been the best kicker in football, in my opinion. He really has. I mean, we play in conditions that are not easy. Our stadium's not easy to kick in. We played games outside in weather, and he's done a great job. He's been the best in the league, in my opinion.
5: Definitely a pro bowler in your mind, obviously. I mean,
2: it's not even a question to me.
5: He broke a record with that field goal on Sunday. Uh, Duster, just kind of going off that, though, how important is that for him just as he's gotten back into his team throughout the season, had the success he's had for him to come in and just be so successful?
2: I think that whenever you can lean on your kicker, to 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 put points on the board it's, it's it helps it helps the team obviously because you have the you just have the confidence in him to do, to do so and everyone in the everyone on the roster everyone in the in the building trust him to to come through and it really starts with it starts with Charlie it starts with, then it's to Corey then it's to him on their work and their preparation and then our protection so that whole unit's done a nice job and embraced their role and you know, hopefully we can continue to do positive things on that unit moving forward in the next few games. Before he hitting
1: the ball the he does in that distance, is, how have you guys had to work with the coverage to play off of that and, and know he's going to hit a far ball but maybe doesn't have that hang time yet or something like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, ideally you don't want to have a 60-yard punt at 4-3 hang time. You want to you want to match the distance with the hang. and. The, the more, the, the better that we can do that, the better off our coverage will be. So, I think that, you know, here and there, uh, some of those, when, he, when you hit a big ball like that, a lot of times, like if you hit a ball at 70 yards, there's times where, I mean, you're probably not going to be able to catch the ball. Um, so, we just, we need to be consistent at placing the ball at direction and hang, so.
6: How important has James Broce been
7: The offense in the best position possible yeah I
2: mean that's what we want to do we want to be able to get as many yards for our offense as possible if we can if we can get a first down and then whatever else comes on top of that is is great um and to his credit he did a great job on our hands unit at the end of the game uh, to secure that win I like the kid he's he's work he works extremely hard as well you can see him anytime Corey's hitting live balls he's out there catching them so I mean you we, a lot of times we'll hit us we'll have a period in the early part of practice and rather than him like in the stretch line he's catching the punts so he's he's put in a lot of work i would say and even even before even before the ravens game where he hit off, the muff the the mishap there it's been like his it's heightened even since then so when you uh, had
4: Out. It seems like they're going to be counted on more on defense. So, just what have you seen from them being in your meetings, being in your groups all season long?
2: Yeah, I think you know when you have when guys go down, opportunities arise at other positions. It's been it's been like that in the NFL forever. So, I, th- I think for them, just understanding that it's their opportunity to get more defensive time and more defensive reps, and and they have all done a a really good job of embracing whatever role they've had for me. You know, D-Bell's been really like a four-phase guy for me. His role will lessen. Um, so, and then it's the, it's the other guys that are going to step up in, 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 the other, in those spots. So, they've been great contributors for me and they're going to help our defense out as well. Can you
4: tell when you're working with them that it's going to translate to defense when they have to take on a bigger role?
2: yeah i think I think so i mean you can see i mean the thing that I like about like like for instance like d bell like I, I think he's a pretty instinctive kid and when when he's playing fast and aggressive on on defense you see him making plays um it showed up in preseason and i think you'll you guys will see that you know the more opportunities he gets on that side of the ball.
7: We've asked you about Pierre before, I think, but it seems like every week we see him make a play in coverage. Yeah. And he did against Jacksonville, obviously. How how has he been for you as a – I mean, I know he's doing kick return, but as a – in punt coverage, how how good has he been? Yeah, he,
2: Pierre's been great. I mean, Pierre can fly too. He ran like 4.37 at the combine. He's, he's fast. He gave me a lot of – he gave me a lot of crap this past week. South Dakota State beat Villanova in the playoffs. Um, so I'm not happy about that. I have to wear a South Dakota State jersey tomorrow to my to my meeting, which is unfortunate. Um, no, but he's been he's been great for our unit. He really has been, and his his coverage impact has has been great for our unit. He's done a good job not only on punt. He's done a great job on kickoff too. He's made a number of tackles on that unit. Um, but no, he's been a, he's definitely been a positive for us, and I'm glad I'm really glad that AB made that move to get him at the end of camp.
1: Hey, the NFL um, is going to re-examine kickoffs again. I think Troy Vincent called it like a dead ceremonial play yesterday. Yeah. What's well, the kind of – I mean, I know they changed a lot of the rules for player safety. What would be your hope that they – or or what adjustment do you think they could make that would – Yeah, I don't know. Everybody?
2: I mean, I, I saw – I've seen some things written about, like, adopting the XFL, style of kick, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like, in my opinion, you guys know how I feel about – the kickoff and my my feelings about it and returning kicks and forcing kicks. And, you know, me personally, I don't like the game to not have a kickoff. I think it's just gimmicky whenever you don't. Um, To me, if you want to fair catch it, fair catch it. If you want to return it, return it. But I don't think taking the kick out of the game, taking the kickoff out of the game is the solution. Me personally, I think that it – I mean, I'd be fine. I'd be content if we just kept it how it is. Like, if you want a fair catch, fair catch. If you don't, then don't. So, I'm content how it is, honestly. Like, I wasn't sure how how I would initially take on the fair catch rule. To me, like, it's not an unsafe – first off, it's definitely not an unsafe play. If you watch the film, like, and you watch offensive and defensive clips, the kickoff is not – it's not an unsafe play. Like there's now, I don't. Because of the changes, though,
1: has it gotten better because of that? Yeah,
2: the, I mean, the, the in my opinion, like this is obviously clearly my opinion, but like because of how you can only have, you can't have uh, wedges wedge in the back end. The only double teams can be formed by those guys that are in the setup zone. Like the play is the play is much safer to me. It really is. So, yeah. I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, I that's how I feel. The
5: Bears kicker is another uh, guy who's booming the fifty yarders and has a you know, a really nice vehicle percentage. So what, what are you most worried about, you know, with him and the Bears specialty?
2: He's been a good he's been a good consistent kicker since he's been in the league. I remember had coaching against him I'm not sure when his first year in the league was. I remember I wanna say fifteen. We I, we were against him and I remember charting his kicks whenever I was in New England. And he's just been a consistent player, you know, since he's been in the league when he was in Kansas City. Now he's in Chicago, obviously had a really good year a couple years ago and hitting a high percentage now. Um, overall, their group, um, I think it's I think it's a solid group overall. Santos has done a great job. You know, Travis Homer is a good player for them. they got good returners. Trent Taylor is a good punt returner, sure-handed, good, sure-handed guy. Velas Jones, I really liked him coming out of school, explosive, you know, can get to the field really good really good speed and toughness in him uh, but they, they have a good group overall and like I mean like every week we're excited for our, for the challenge to go against them F- really familiar with this head coach obviously had been with Floos here when he was in Cleveland he coached me and then obviously was on the staff with him in Indy so it, I know I know one thing I know that this is a football team that plays with high effort, and they are attacking the football. So it'll be an important thing for our entire team, not just in the kicking game but on, on offense to protect the football because those guys, they run to the football and they punch at the ball and they swipe at the ball. So that'll be uh, a, a huge priority for our team this week.
4: When you talk about um, how you guys, how the team has been able to rally around each other despite all the injury, um, how does Kevin go about it? message
2: setting that Well, I think whenever you have, like, when you sustain injuries, when you sustain injuries, you're really using, like, you obviously are acquiring players when those injuries happen and guys go to IR, but you're using that the practice squad is like an extension of the roster. So the better, like, I mean, he's at least communicating with the coaches, like, that we need to develop those players that are on the practice squad because they're really an extension of the roster. Those are the next guys that we're looking to play and elevate. So, you know, his communication to the coaching staff at the beginning of the season, and obviously the players understand that you got to be ready to go. you got to prepare every week like you're playing in the game. Um, I think our our coaching staff has done a really good job of rallying and preparing those players that are having more opportunities now due to injury. And our guys seem to me like they're prepared and, you know, ready for, you know, to compete. Final shirt today, which one? This one, the best defensive player in the world, huh? Uh, no, that's just uh, work. My work shirt, going to work. <laughs> Coach has uh, adopted the theme of you know we we have to work, and um, I end up getting these for the, the coaches and players. So. It's kind of like almost like a camaraderie thing.
0: Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt was next. He talked about what would happen if Joel Batonio needed to play tackle and why the passing numbers have been higher than the rushing numbers lately.
1: When would, uh, when would Joel become a, I know he's always an option to slide out, but is that even more possible now than ever?
6: I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I think our tackles played well last week. Um, really proud of, of James and Jeron, both those guys, to throw it 45 times against those edge rushers. And have one sack. That was really an RPO. That wasn't on the, the, the line. That's really impressive. So, yeah, he's always available and he's done it. But I feel confident in the way our guys are playing. What can you
5: say about uh, the game that, that Joe had and his first victory how Well,
6: he did. He did great. I mean, it was uh, that, that's he's getting back into the groove. I think now and starting to feel uh, confident in, the, in you know the play calls and w- what we're asking those guys to do. And it showed. Like uh, you know. Whatever little rust he had uh, is looking like it's knocked off now. He's, he's playing at a high level, again. Uh, like the way he's seeing the field um, and his ability again to, to be accurate at all three levels has been impressive.
8: Oh. 89 passes in two games. Is
7: that too much? Is it just how it worked out? What's it say about Joe? What's it say about how the games have
5: gone? Yeah, I
6: mean, I think it's it's uh, it shows Joe how much confidence we have in him in the pass game. I think that's the the key part there. Um, you're going to play differently each week. Uh, just so happens, in the last two weeks we've we felt like we had some good matchups in the past game. That that changes week to week. But uh, you know, obviously, we we feel confident with his ability to make decisions and and uh, you know read the field and make the throws. So probably has something to do with it. Thank you. for
0: this week, um, looking at
5: the Bears' defense, what does it allow the, the opportunity for your passing game uh, against their their pass defense? Yeah,
6: really good defense. Um, you know. I, I, the record wasn't an, indica- an indication of how good they're playing on defense. Really, the last uh, four games, playing at a high level. The, the scheme is is, uh, is really good. You know, I think there's some change uh, philosophically over the course of the season of how that defense is, is running compared to earlier in the season. So, definitely some challenges there. Uh, really, really good corner. Uh, you know, to the field. I think he's one of the premier corners in the league. So, uh, definitely presents some challenges. Uh, Their nickel. Uh, really good cover cor- uh, nickel as well. So they, they definitely present some challenges in the past game. You mentioned the RP-
4: uh, sack on the RPO. Did, has Joe done a lot of that in his career, RPOs? Because it looked like he ran
6: a handful of those. Yeah, we did. And that was. I mean, It's not hard, I don't think. I don't think just because he's a taller pocket passer you can't run RPOs. You're just reading a, a defender on the field. So I wasn't as surprised by the reaction you know, as everybody else. But, um, yeah, that was an RPO. We got a little uh, – tried to do a little too much there and held on to the ball too long. Um but, yeah, I mean, I think it's not, you know, unrealistic for a, a pocket passer to run RPOs. You talked about how good his play action is,
1: Joe, with the little, you know, hand movements and what have you. Is that the reason that those plays were as wide open as they were to David and to even little David? Yeah, really, the, the
6: last one was a drop back to the D-Bell. Um, that, was, that was cool. Um, just zero pressure. What a great job he did of hanging in, knowing exactly the protection was blocked exactly how we had to have it blocked. Kareem laid out, blocked the guy in the A-gap, which was awesome. We drifted away from the B-gap pressure guy. And, you know, that, that...
0: You can draw it up. Yeah, I
6: mean, as, as far as just how we operated in that key situation on a fourth down was, was really impress, impressive with those guys and proud of the way we handled that. Um, yeah. But the, the, the play-action, go back to your, yeah. your really strong play-action fakes, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the the touchdown to David, the second one, Really good uh, play-action-action. Action. The back did a great job of picking up the pressure right in the A-gap or B-gap to his side. Um, and the linebackers really bit down on that, that run action, and that allowed Dave to pop out of the back side. But, um, you know, he's a, got big hands, so you could do a lot with that ball um, in the play-action part of that.
3: Have you had uh, anyone with more arm talent
6: than him in your career? Uh, you know, as far as just... Talented arms, Aaron obviously was extremely talented passer. Not maybe it's not the velocity that he has, but the accuracy for sure. Um, as far as velocity and down the field throws, probably not.
9: How much of a, you know, these last two games I think it was nine receivers and then eight this past game? How much of that is, you know, what you guys have drawn up offensively and how much of that is that you know, Joe just reading the field and, and finding ways to distribute? I mean, is it, is that by design that you having this many receivers
6: involved? You know, we definitely pinpoint guys to do certain things. Um, You know, for example, the touchdown that David Bell had, that was his route. Um, We felt really confident he would make a great decision on that route. So guys definitely get put into spots where we're going to use their skill set for them to be successful. Um, And then that's that's a portion of that. And then the other part of that is just reading the defense and and getting the ball to the open player. Uh, So
7: going back under center more, does that change a whole bunch? Does it boost the offense at all? Is it a lot different for you? It's just a
6: different approach. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of the stuff, um, same type of plays from the gun, um, just allowing us under center. It does have a little more more pool in the play-action game uh, when you get under center. That's, that's definitely true.
3: Alex, is there something to be said about, you know, Joe coming in fresh, you know, at this time of year, that, you know, he hasn't taken kind of the, the pounding that most of the other quarterbacks
10: in the league have? Oh, I think
6: so, for sure. I mean, he's, he's fresh as a daisy right now and feeling great. And there aren't many players in the league right now that are feeling great at this time of the year. Alex, how much
10: differently are you
9: doing with the offense right now versus what you would
3: have maybe been doing if Deshaun Watson was still
6: there? Yeah, it's out definitely different. I mean, there's differences for sure. Um, I would put it back into the, you know, the Jacoby uh, time when he played, when we were under center more. Um, the good news is we've been through that and we know how to operate uh, in both.
1: Or along those lines, is this more
6: like Kevin's bread and butter,
1: if you will? I mean, what he's most comfortable and familiar with in terms of an offense with kind of a traditional pocket passer?
6: Um, yeah, I think so. I think Kevin does a great job of adapting to whoever is there. Now, you think that's one of the things that, that makes him such a great coach is his ability to be flexible and adapt and change. And, you know, definitely that's probably an area that feels most comfortable, uh, you know, coming from the systems that he was in. But, I mean, I think we change, and we could do as much as we need to do, depending on who our players are. If Poce
3: can't play, your heavy formation is now a little more limited because of that. It's
6: a little different. Um, we'll still have some of those situations. I thought the guys did a great job. Nick, obviously coming in and playing for Poe last week, huge uh, way he stepped up, and then that put Harrison into some different spots into those packages. Uh, so a lot of changing game day on the sideline to get everybody lined up correctly. Uh, jobs changed for sure. Uh, it de- definitely had an effect, but uh, we'll work through that.
5: I think you're one of four te- or a few teams at times that have four quarterbacks, and over the course of the matches, um, as you guys have throughout the season, just kind of adapted to the quarterback so uncertainty. Like, what would you say has just allowed you guys to be so successful with just the uncertainty throughout the season? Yeah, you know, obviously it
6: starts with Kevin, and I think it's the mindset uh, for him is we're always going to try to put whoever that person is behind center in the best position for them to be successful. It all starts with the quarterback. Um, if we can play to his skill set, whatever that is, um, that, that's going to help us all. And I think he's done a great job of how we design the plan each week for each guy that's playing uh, and then how the game's called as well. So, really, I think it's a hat off to, to Kev. Now, it's
4: such a big half, big first half, right? And I don't think he caught any balls in the second half. Did they really do a lot of – did they adjust defensively to take him out? Not so
6: much. It's just kind of how the game went at that point. Um, you know, his plays were big early, and then we kind of just we, – we were attacking other places later in the game. But um, great game for him, obviously. He's, he's done a, a, an outstanding job all year, not just as a player, but as a teammate. Um, you know, we give out the awards for the pickups each week. He won last week. Like, he's not only being productive, he's being a great teammate. Um, and it, it's he's having a heck of a year. I'm proud of him.
9: Alex, a couple of players have mentioned recently about the next man up thing that uh, the, the younger guys or the bull players have done a really good job developing behind the scenes to, to make sure that they are ready to, to step in and contribute right away. So my question is, have you guys changed anything this year with maybe like behind the scenes development of uh, to get make sure that guys are ready, or is that do you feel like it's just more initiative from the guys that aren't getting those reps? Yeah, no,
6: there's a ton of, of work that goes on behind the scenes, uh, not on the practice field. Uh, our young coaches do a great job of of getting the extra work with those guys, whether it's Scott Peters or John DeCoster, working with the younger players off to the side, uh, Cali working with Sed and some of the younger receivers, getting them ready. Um, there's a lot of work that goes in uh, on the side to get those guys ready, but it is important. We know we do feel like we do a good job of developing the young players so when they do have a chance to play, they're ready to go. Back
1: to getting that ball spread around, ball spread around. is there more that you guys can unfold with this offense? And, and does that play a part in it, Joe's ability, to get that ball to different receivers and have that diversity?
6: Oh, definitely. I think it definitely, um, you know, you got to defend the whole field. you got to defend every player. And uh, the more you can spread it around, the more they can isolate on, you know, your, your, your top guys. So. Um, you know, if they're if they're spending more time with Dave and Amari, then that should open up said and Elijah and the other guys. So um, it only helps the whole offense when more the more players touch the ball.
3: asked this what was the biggest improvement in Flacco's second
6: game? Oh man, just probably just operation. Knowing where the snap points were, the cadence work that we did. Um, you know, we do a lot of motions and shifting, so just a fuller understanding of of uh, just really operation to that point. I think he's – The second
3: game.
6: Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll keep loading uh, more things on as we get more familiar with the system with Joe. But, uh, yeah, I think that was really clean last week in our operation, minus the false starts, but we did a nice job there. Now, Alex
0: there's
7: looks, there's been some guys in the locker room talk about um, just the poise
6: of Flacco
7: out on the field and the key moments. Just how valuable is that for you guys, especially at this key stretch we're trying to kind of
9: finish it off and earn that playoff.
6: Yeah, he definitely brings a calming presence. I think the amount of games he's played in his career is not too big, obviously, um, and he's seen a lot of a lot of football. So he definitely brings a, a calming factor to that sideline for those guys. I'm sure in the huddle as well.
3: Just a couple more, Alex. Uh, how much does Sweat change that Bears pass rush?
6: Oh, definitely. Um, skilled pass rusher, good against the run. Really good player, big, strong, physical power rusher, you know, he's he's definitely helped them a ton since he's gotten there.
7: Alex, in terms of unlocking more with the past game, Amari's obviously been playing banged up and he's done that throughout his career, but even just in that respect do you think that alone is a lot more left to be mined there between their connection? Oh, for
6: sure. Yeah, we're just scratching the surface, I think, as we get to know each other. I go back to the, the Rams throw on third and 14 where he just, you know, two guys had not worked together a ton that were on the same page. So I That'll continue to grow.
3: How happy were you to see David Bell into the end zone? No, nah, man.
6: There's a picture, I don't know if you guys, get out to the front, but on the big screen out there, there's that picture of Dave smiling as he's going into the end zone. That just made my day, like, how happy was he and how happy was everybody for him, too. I think Joel was the first guy down to celebrate
0: with. Defensive him. coordinator Jim Schwartz wrapped up the day for the coordinators. He talked about how great Miles Garrett was during the closing stretches of that game and how the young safeties played last week, filling in for Delpit and Thornhill.
1: Unfortunately, the injuries losing Mo, um, possibly Hobo, Um yeah, Grant.
11: Um, yeah, we've, we've taken our fair share of injuries over the last you know, few weeks, particularly in this last game. Um, you know, it's the NFL. It's a physical game, and, um, you know, you gotta, you got to be able to plug guys in and, and still have good performances, and that's what our, uh, what our goal is going to be. We'll miss those guys, but we have other players that can pick up that slack and will give great opportunities for other guys. Um, it, was, it was a challenge in the game, particularly the safety position. We lost Juan in pregame warm-up, and then we lose Grant we were out of a lot of our sub packages, um, where we play extra safeties and you know, Cam Mitchell came in, played really well for us at the nickel, but he left the game, um, you know, and then lost Jordan Elliott early in the game and then lost Mo and lost Oboe. Um Obo came back and played, God bless him, he had one arm. I mean, I, I I didn't even realize it as the game was going on, I watched a film and, you know, almost threw up that he was out there and got I mean he's He's a tough guy, and, and he actually did his job in the scheme. <clears throat> but you know, he was out there and felt a tremendous uh, responsibility. And you know, some of those guys are energy guys for us—Obo and uh, Mo in particular. Grant, you know, they're tempo setters for us, and we're going to need um, to—we're going to need to replace that in our in our um, on our defense also. Have you ever been part of a coaching staff with this many season-ending injuries? Um, I don't know. i never really counted them. Um, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's something that we work through every single week. Um, you know, and early in the year we were pretty fortunate to, um, to be relatively healthy. You know, been playing without Denzel for almost a month now also. Um, you know, hopefully we can get him back soon and get him back on the field for us. Um, you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, the game doesn't care. You know, obviously the opponents don't care, but, you know, the game is, you know, the game is Sunday for 60 minutes, and it doesn't care if um, you're playing rookies. It doesn't care if you have injuries. It doesn't care if you're at full strength, you know, and um, and that's our focus. Just knowing what the snap counts have
7: been like for those guys and how you like to rotate the eight up front, like how do you manage that when you have some of these younger guys that are untested and not wanting to, like, up Miles or Z's load too much? Well,
11: you know, it, it's some, of the, some of that, um, some of the discipline from early in the year. We talked about Miles, I can't remember which game it was, but he played a really high number of snaps. Um, it was before his shoulder was um, was injured. But, you know, he said you can do that if you have the discipline to pace yourself at times early in the season. So, I think we have benefited from that. We tried to keep some reps off of those guys, and as you get late into December and January football, um, you know, those guys can click up. But we have a lot of confidence in the guys that um, you know that'll that'll get in there and play for us. Isaiah McGuire has played played um, and and made plays for us when he played. You know, forced an interception. Um, Siaki hasn't played yet, but um, you know, I, I have great confidence that he'll play well. He's he's really um, it, it's really just been a uh, um, you know a, a numbers game for him. It has nothing to do with his availability and him and him being ready because um, he's ready to play, he's ready to contribute. And, you know, that's what this game is, get an opportunity and, uh, and, and make the most of it. So i um, excited for those guys.
5: Miles just going to have to deal the rest of the way with quick releases, chips, double teams, and all those kind of things. Well, I mean, that's
11: what defensive ends deal with in general anyway. I mean, I feel his frustration because, you know, so much of what we do is just trying to get Miles one-on-one. And when you can get one on one, and you get held, and you know doesn't get called, and things like that, that can be that can be a frustrating thing for a player. It can be a frustrating thing for a for a play caller, um, you know. But that, that's what our, that, that's what those guys deal with. You know, um, I used to say it about Calvin Johnson. You know, you can move them around. Try to get him away from the jam. Problem is he's six foot five and you know 235 pounds and wears number 81. You know he's pretty easy to find. And you know Miles the same way. You guys know we move Miles around a lot. I would say this, the, particularly the last drive of that game. I don't know if I've ever seen him rush so well. You know it didn't translate to a sack until the two point play. But man, his his win percentage, probably the last two drives was was unbelievable. I mean it was it was really. Um, inspiring to watch, and he just – kept. you could tell he was mad and he was, you know, everything else, but he was more determined and just kept on coming. I was really proud of that. It didn't translate to a sack, but, um, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, it, it, it really showed his determination. And we're going to continue to work to try to, to, to get him one-on-one. You can't get him free, but try to create one-on-ones, um, you know, if we can get Denzel back, that'll probably have a lot to do with it because, you know, we, we said before, there's some, there's some things you can do in man coverage that can, um, that can free up from some running back chips and things. He saw running back chips. He saw wide receiver chips. He saw tight end chips. And he saw center slide. Um, and he saw the ball coming out quick. I mean, Lawrence um, has played him the, his first couple of years when I was in Tennessee. He's really an improved player um his his command his decision making um getting rid of the ball you know he always had good mobility but um you know all that so that was a that was a tough um that was a tough um matchup or it was a it was a a, t- a tough matchup for for russia to passer um still managed to get the sacks you know i know miles doesn't count because it's a two point play uh, i still don't get that whole thing but you know it it is what it is. Um, but you know, I you know I, I think um, you know he, he'll he'll carry us down the line and um, you know find a way to be successful regardless of guys getting held or um, you know double teams and everything else. Do you
5: think it is post game rant real quick on that? I, I
11: honestly didn't um, didn't see it, but but again I can I can feel that frustration because you know as a pass rusher um, you know you relish those one on ones and you can get one on ones. NFL officials are very loath to call holding versus double teams, you know, and I've heard, you know, from officials in the past where they say, well, you've devoted a double team to that guy, so, um, you know, they, they sort of, I don't want to say turn a blind eye, but they're, it, it's, it's just, just as part of their mechanics, their eyes are supposed to go away from the double team. Right, so they're looking um, other places in Team. I understand those mechanics and everything else, but you know when you do get one on one and you're a premier guy and and um, you feel like you've been held, you know I think that that's you know that that's certainly frustrating. Here's here's the thing that and nothing to do with the end of the game, but during the game he did not let that affect his next rush, right? And that, that last drive, go back and watch that last drive. Like it was, it was pretty impressive to watch him rush to passer. Uh,
3: dual threat, Justin Fields. Uh, you you seemed to do better against Lamar the second time around in that regard. Do you feel you, you did?
2: <laughs> His rank in that type of quarterback?
11: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, obviously um, a gifted athlete. Unbelievable arm. Maybe the, the most arm strength we've seen all year. I mean, just an absolute cannon for an arm, and um, he can throw those individual routes on the outside part of the field, um, and he does have uh, strength and speed to be able to run. They're um, they're, they're highly ranked as a run offense, um, but he's dangerous um, in the passing game. Um, you know, just because of his mobility and be able to find guys, you know, later down the field and stuff like that, Um, You know, we have certain schemes that we run against scrambling quarterbacks, and, you know, we've used those at at different times over the course of the year. We'll probably break some of those out in this game also, Um, you know, just because his legs present such such a challenge to the defense. It's not just about getting them covered through the timing of the pass. It's getting them covered on extended plays, and, you know, he's near the top of the league as far as, um, you know, time to throw, and it's not necessarily protection. It's time to throw. It's him buying. Um, it's him buying time with his legs. So um, you know, puts a little bit more on our coverage, and then you know, different ways to rush the to passer. Maybe with extra guys. Maybe with second level guys. Um, you know, different pre- pressure packages. All that. All that ties together.
1: Have you got if time for two
11: more? How do you think your young safeties
4: played when they had to get in there against Jacksonville? Does that change anything from your? Play in perspective when you, have, when you, guys
11: you know the <laughs> the only thing, excuse me, <clears throat> the only thing that um, that really changed in the game was um, the packages that we used because, like, all our three safety packages were, you know, out the window, and we used that a lot on the third downs. So you know that was that was sort of um, out. Um, but you know, um, Ronnie was different than D Bell in that Ronnie knew going into the game he was going to be he was going to be starting, and I thought you saw some really good things from Ronnie as far as um, overlapping in coverage. He made some plays from the half field, made some plays from the middle. Um, he didn't play a, a perfectly clean game. I'd like to see him wrap up on the one um, ball cap play that he came up to make a, a hit. You know, and I, I really think he thought he was closer to the goal line than he was. You know, when you're real close to the goal line, it's just all about taking that big shot. You don't have to wrap up because you either stop him or you don't. But he had a little bit of space. I would like to see him wrap um, there. But I, I thought he did a really good job executing the, the defense. He played uh, with a lot of communication. And then, you know, D. Bell came in, and, and, and that was a tough matchup. You know, Evan, Evan Ingram is, is – Arguably, their best receiver is there. I think their number one receiver as far as attempts and – or targets and things like that. Um, Gave up one completion to him, but um, I'd like to see D-Bell finish that game with that interception, you know. And and those – you know, when you're in those games, you're up two scores and you're willing to exchange yards for time off the clock and and things like that. Um, You know, when they do get impatient – and Lawrence – Lawrence was very patient through that drive, but when they do get impatient and try to take that shot, you got to be able to finish that game. And you know, he had a couple. One would have one. One we had the penalty on, but um, you know, I, th- I thought we saw some good things. You know, D Bell is a very physical player, and um, you know, and we'll probably have um, Harmon up also. He's a veteran player, and and you know, we'll get all those guys involved. How
3: important is uh, how important is having. Kind of that veteran there, you know. I know Rodney's been around and, and helped out, but what can what can Deron add as well? Yeah, that guy's that guy's done a
11: lot in the league. He's played a lot of football. He's seen a lot of things. His eyes are important to us, um, you know. And then his ability to go in and, and execute, um, you know, that that'll I mean. It, for you know, he's fairly new to us, but he was able to pick our system up, and veteran players do it's just a matter of everything that we do. He's done at some point of his career, He was just putting in new terminology. And um, you know, we'll, we'll, have him, we'll have him ready in, in certain time. You'll see him on the field, and we'll have a lot of confidence in him going out and getting the job done. He's a physical player, and um, you know, like you said, that, that leadership we've you know, we lost guys like Rodney and, and Grant and then playing without Juan um, these last couple weeks not having Denzel there's a lot of leadership that um, you know there's you know it's it's harder for those younger guys you know like like Hickman and D Bell that we mentioned it's it's a little bit more um, Natural for the guys that have been around and played 10 years and, you know, played in Super Bowls and things like that.
0: After practice, it was the players' turn to talk, and wide receiver Amari Cooper went first. He talked about his chemistry with Joe Flacco and how it continues to build, and also what he sees in this aggressive Bears defense. Smart, how do
4: you think it's uh, coming along with Joe now after two games?
10: Uh, It's coming along really well. You know, as everybody is, probably observed at this point, uh, he throws a really good ball. Uh, The prototypical type quarterback, you know, tall, great arm, um, you know, can read defenses. um, You know, he has a lot of great attributes, so I would say it's going really well. I think the timing is uh, impeccable. Um, You know, obviously, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of communication and things like that, but um, it's looking good. Did you notice any improvement
3: in the second game? Where was that?
10: Uh, improvement from Black. well, you know, as you know, the first game uh, he, he started. I didn't, I didn't finish the game, um, but I think he played uh played pretty well, you know, given the circumstances in that first game. Uh, second game, obviously, I, I would say, yeah, there was improvement because we won for sure. And when you look ahead to um, you know
5: this Bears defense, really aggressive defense, from what we're hearing, just in terms of trying to punch the
10: ball out and rake the ball out. What have you seen so far from those guys? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, pretty much every defense you face um, is gonna have those tendencies. I think uh, the better defenses have it uh, in a more exaggerated way. But, you know, practicing in this league, that's what's being harped on defensively, you know, trying to get the ball out because, I mean, the team the team who has the least amount of turnovers is a team that gen- uh, generally wins uh, in the game. So, yeah, they're an aggressive defense, but I mean, that's what we prepare for.
1: Cooper, have you ever been with a team that's been hit as hard by the injury bug as this one has this year?
10: Um, I think so. Uh, you know, it's just the way to the crumbles sometimes. You know, guys, you know, you're used to guys getting hurt, but um, you no know, guys getting hurt for the season. You know, sometimes it just happens that way. So, yeah.
5: Had you ever had a concussion before? I'm, I'm sure you probably did, but you came back pretty quickly from that one. And you know, were you happy to move through the
10: protocol nice and quickly and get back out there? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've had two before the previous one. Uh, yes, yeah, same process every time. You know, you got to go through the protocol, pass a couple tests. Um, you know, fortunately, I've never missed a game, you know, for um, having a concussion. So.
4: ABP was raving about the Bears' corner. you're your impression on? The corners? Yeah. Yeah. Especially
10: the Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson. Um, yeah. He looks good uh, on film. You know, he's uh, very instinctive, very smart player. Uh, has good ball skills. He's good at uh, baiting, uh, baiting quarterbacks. Uh, he's a patient player. You know, he has a lot of good attributes. Um, but yeah, I don't expect anything less of an NFL player. So.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: When you talk about dealing with all these injuries, why do you think you guys have been as successful as you have been? Right, eight and five, right in the middle of things, despite losing all the guys you want?
10: Yeah, I mean, you know, winning in the NFL is about you know much more than simply having the talent from your you know starting guys. You know, it could be it could be about a lot of different things at once. You know, momentum plays a huge part. Uh, camaraderie plays a huge part. Um, you know, drive, uh, motivation it's a lot of different factors and I'll say you know what I've seen from this team the resilience and all those other factors that I just mentioned you know we seem to have we seem to check every box yeah.
5: in terms of Joe's arm you told us when we first talked to you about it that it was like tree in motion uh, now that <laughs> you've been out there you know with him for a couple of games or how does I mean that's a pretty darn good uh, nice ball that he throws right yeah yeah
10: it is it, it truly is uh, you know if you ask most receivers you know our hand and eye coordination is—you know—we have some of the some of the best hand eye coordination, you know, in the world. Um, when you when you're running a route and you're catching the ball, you know, with our hand eye coordination being so good, uh, you don't really want to think about catching the ball. I know I know that probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, we're so used to we're so used to catching the football that um, we don't really think about catching it. Like we locate it we see where it's going to go. We just snag it and go. But sometimes, you know, with uh, different quarterbacks, you know, they they throw harder uh, with less touch than uh, Joe Flacco. And so sometimes you have to focus in more and actually think about catching the ball, too. And uh, we don't really like doing that. So every time you get a a quarterback like Joe just throws it uh, such a good ball to where you don't even have to think about catching it. Um, We say he has touch and, and we like the way he throws. So, yeah.
3: Seems there's been a lot of back shoulder with him. Is that more likely would a veteran be able
10: to do that? Can you give a couple? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think with a veteran like Joe, um, you know, the completion percentage, um, it's something that they've been around for for so long that they just know the small, you know, nuances, the small secrets. Like, okay. Uh, this, this guy's not really open on his goal ball, but I can throw him open. So I think that's his state of mind when he does that.
6: How surprised are you that you're able to build that connection? So,
10: when I mean, talking about back shoulder throws, it's got to be communication between receiver and quarterback. How has he being able to do that so quickly? I, I, that's a better question for him. I've been surprised myself. You know, he seems to be very poised back there. Um, you know, he just seems to have a great understanding of what's expected of the quarterback position. Um, and he just, I don't know, I've, I've been very surprised by him, you know, by how fast he was able to pick up the playbook, um, and things like that. I mean, you know, it's been surprising. So are those, are those
3: back shoulder throws? Is that the play, or is that an option?
10: No, um, you know, everywhere I've been, you know, the coaching point is the same. When it comes to a back shoulder, you don't really plan to throw back. A back shoulder ball you know the receiver he just he has a goal ball he's running full speed he's trying to stack the cornerback he's trying to win over the top um a back shoulder is something that you always just adjust to it's not something that's planned
5: does joe bring some of that you know maybe a little bit of jacoby percent type leadership presence sort of knit everybody together especially
10: during a difficult time uh yeah sure i mean you know, most of the quarterbacks that i've played with they've all displayed A tremendous leadership ability. So, uh, you know, Joe has that as well, um, just like Jacoby had it. So, yeah. last two games, you guys had eight, nine receivers
5: involved in the passing game. How important is that? I know you want to have a pass, but how important is that to spread out um, those passes and you guys being able to involve so
10: many guys in the passing game? Yeah, I think it's, you know, know, utterly important because. um, you know, we're in December football. That's what we're hopping on right now. It's kind of different once you get into this mode of football. You know, you're inching closer to playoff football, and it's just it's a different brand of football, I would say. It's much more serious. Teams seem to, I don't know, be on, their, be on uh, the P's and Q's, more scheming and everything like that. And I've been, in, uh, I've been in situations to where, you know, the ball wasn't really spread around that much. You know, playoff games, December football, and, you know, if the defense knows where the ball is going, they can easily stop it, so um, sh- when in doubt, spread it out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: how, how happy were you for David Bell to catch, uh, to catch that touchdown I
10: was just as happy as he was. I mean, <laughs> um, as you can see, you know, he had a huge smile on his face as he was, you know, entering into the end zone, and I had to say he smiled because, uh, I, you know, um, he's been working hard. You know, he's a hard worker. He's a very reliable uh, teammate, and uh, he deserved it for sure.
1: I talk talking about how quickly Joe connected with you guys on throwing the ball. But how about how quickly he just seemed to slide right in as being part of the team rather than just an outsider coming
10: in? Uh, yeah, I think uh, those two things actually pretty much go hand in hand. I mean, you know, guys in this league, they respect guys who have been in the league a long time because they know that it's something that's not easy to do. Um, it's not easy to sustain. <laughs> you know ability for a long period of time uh he's a super bowl winner um and then coming in here you know having the arm that he has um, being you know such a great talent um guys respect that so you know you respect a, a player it's easy to build camaraderie with
0: him. all pro guard joel batonio went next he talked about how quick joe flacco has picked up this offense and how he's keeping all of the offensive linemen engaged even through all of the Joel
3: had a number of teammates who were on IR. That room is always known for you know the closeness that exists. Here. How do you keep, kind of keep those guys in the loop? You know, stay connected with them. And, you know, while they're on you know away from the facility.
12: Yeah, we still have our group texts and we still have our um, you know our dinners when we do them and stuff like that. So so we try and keep the guys involved. Um, it's difficult, though, when so many guys keep going on IR. You know, they're they're doing their rehab, their party meetings when they can be, but they have a lot of other things that they're, they're kind of focused on right now. But um, we have a good group, and I think we have a good core. So just, like, whenever we bring someone in, um, they're just part of the group. You know, we're pretty easygoing guys. So it's not too hard in that aspect. But it does stink when you don't have, you know, your full room. You lose a little bit of personality when a guy's, you know, having to get surgery and things of that nature.
7: is Bill Callahan, Scott Peters, too, why are they so good at keeping guys ready, getting guys ready to to
12: just step in? I think the way Coach Callahan coaches, he's so detailed in his process from day one till now that when you plug in a new piece, they kind of have to be caught up to speed to to really understand what's going on. Um, And so his, his focus every week when we have to put someone in, like he puts in the extra time, he puts in the extra work. Um, the guys are focused on on getting extra work when they need to. And, you know, you you have however many runs in for a week, 20 or 30 runs, and you can really focus on those runs and the detail behind, you know, which formations we're going to get, which defensive fronts we're going to get. Um, and it breaks it down for him, but I think it just starts with how detailed he is and, and how focused he is on the little things, and that that allows guys to go out there and, and kind of play free.
7: Do you think it helps like a guy like Nick or like Mike Goldon or like, you know, James, these guys to kind of get some snaps even though it's a fullback or an extra line? Do you think that helps keep them engaged kind of throughout
12: the year. Yeah, I mean they're super engaged. You know, you never know when we're going to call our jumbo package or or you know our muscle packages. When these guys get tons of reps, you know, you look at. You get Nick Harris, who, you know, took tons of reps for JC in practice, so he had all that prep time, and then was going to be the starter. Obviously, got hurt, had to fight back from that, and then you know Poe did a great job when he went in there. So he, he's kind of getting these backup reps, and he's like, "How can I get on the field?" And I'm like, we need a fullback. We don't have a fullback, or we need a big tight end. And I think those guys just want to be part and want to help the team, and they're good football players. So um, anytime they get on the field, I think is a, is a huge positive one.
5: through the season like, and can help in
12: this process? Yeah. Um, you know, at, at this point, I think these guys have been around the group and they, they understand like, hey, we're playing for something. We got ourselves, I think Joe said it, week, you know, we, we played good enough early in the year to put us in position to play meaningful games in December and they want to be a part of that. They don't want to, the mindset is they don't want to let their guys down. You know, they're going out there to, to fight and to compete um, and, you know, we still think we have the right guys to, to do what we want to do. Um, and so we're focused on that. You know, we have, a, we have a good test. Chicago's playing great this week. So it'll be, I mean, this, this last like four games. So it'll be a, it'll be a good challenge for us.
1: Joe, you mentioned about how detailed Callahan is. So um, my question is, does your blocking assignments change subtly week to week depending on uh, your opponent? And is that what you're working out here in practice?
12: Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it starts with what type of defense they run. And then, you know, like a week we play Aaron Donald, we have a different plan for him than we do against, you know, different guys or if they have a great defensive end, there's going to be a different um, strategy on how we want to block him. So I think there's a huge, huge focus on who we're playing against and, and our opponents. And then what techniques you want to use. You know, we have different types of double team blocks. If we're going to use our hands our shoulders or under strikes, there's so much detail that goes into it. And, and that, that is definitely why we're practicing and meeting to, to learn those things. Yeah, um, you know, since they've traded for Montez Sweat, uh, they've been very good. They run, I think, the most games in the league, which is like TEs, ETs. They're a movement front, so even if they're playing base defense, their guys are going to shift and, and uh, go into different gaps. So there's a there's a lot, and they come they come from that uh, tree of like play hard, relentless pursuit. Um, so it's a big challenge for us, but they they've been, I mean, against the run the last. I mean, if you look at the stats, I think they're one of the better teams against the run, and then their uh, sack production has been up the last three or four games. It's it's definitely going to be a challenge for us. Joe, you
7: guys being better at home is that a science or is that how it's worked?
12: I think a little bit of both. Um, I think our fans bring the energy. I think our, especially our defense, I think thrives on that, and they get excited and it gets loud, and um, it's pretty cool to see. You know, every once in a while, get them the, get get loud on the sideline. I'm like, all right, this is cool. It's getting loud in here. Um, and, and i think it's a tough place to play you know you're down on the lake you get some wind you get some conditions you know uh, it's definitely a different atmosphere than a lot of teams you know are used to playing in so we we love playing our home games um, and then i'm sure there's some luck that gets thrown in there as well
1: coop was saying that you surprised how quickly joe has picked this up. Despite it being 15 years, right, poise and stuff back there. You feel the same way, Joel? Has it been a little bit surprising to see
12: how well he's done um, in such a short period of time? Yeah, because any team you go to, I, I, I mean, not that I've been to a lot, but any defensive coordinator, I mean, de- any offensive coordinator has different terminology for things. So in his head, you know, a certain route could be called something else and stuff. So he's been through enough where he's probably seen it all. But to categorize it and put it into one catalog for the Browns, I think is very impressive. Um, You know the first time I saw him throw seven on seven he was doing like the scout team quarterback and I was like He's throwing the ball pretty good. I don't know much, but like there's some pop on the ball So I knew that was still there But then you got to get in the game the cadence the the understanding the feel and and I feel like you see it and you're like All right, he still got that Um, And so hopefully it's like a bike for him. He just gets back on and he he just keeps riding
1: Why I was saying at the end of the game last week everything that he was saying was happening Like they scored, here's what we got to do, what have you how important it is to have that extra voice, you know, along with coaches and everybody else, but that guy
10: saying those kinds of
12: things. Yeah, I think experience-wise, he, he's seen it all, um, been a part of it all. So he was just focused on, you know, talking about the clock, where it's going to be if we get the ball back under two, we're going to be able to take a knee, you know, if not, we got to get a first down. All these, all these different um, aspects. I just think it comes with experience, and it's one of those things where where we appreciate that, and uh, and you know, hopefully we can keep 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 rolling with it.
7: Two more should get you guys in. Has that been a discussion point at
12: all? No. We're, we're, we're trying to go one another this week, and we'll see what happens after that. But uh, our our focus has been very exact on, on the week ahead, and we'll kind of see what happens. Kevin
4: will be proud of that
5: answer.
12: <laughs> <laughs> He's teaching us something, you know? <laughs> so
7: from the outside looking at, you know, people look at the scrupulous the last couple weeks or two that were in the past, throwing it almost 50 times, running it 20 or a little more than that. Um, is that more so like what just just the game plan going in what they calling for based on what they see or is it more like the feel of the game in that moment
12: i think it's we're, we're trying to take what the defense is given to us you know we had a stretch there where every team was putting one more big guy than we had on the field so it was kind of asking us that we had to throw the ball denver did that the rams did that um and then this week i think i think if you look at Jacksonville, they're number one against the defense, but probably bottom half against the pass. So I think just the game plan and, and what we wanted to accomplish and how we could attack the defense was uh, kind of more of that. But it's really whatever it takes. We got to run the ball 50 times, or we'll run the ball 50 times, or we pass the ball 50 times. Um, we'll do that too, you know. So whatever it takes. Which do you prefer? Whatever gets us a win. <laughs> so you guys, another good you
7: guys went through a December like this in 2020 when you had to kind of finish and get in the playoffs. Do you- you Take anything from that, or the lessons to be learned from that? Um, I thought that was a weird. Yeah, anyway. I
12: mean, the the resilience I think comes from that as well. I mean, we we didn't know who was going to play then, and, and and there was weeks where we didn't get to practice at all, and it was very up and down with COVID and everything. And it's it's kind of similar. We have you know some injuries that you know unfortunate injuries and, and different things. So I think I think the group has gained resilience over the years, and I think that's something that definitely helps us.
1: Joe Hall is a Christian. Is he
12: no, G's done a good job. Um, he's really focused. I, I, I think he comes in and he he's been a few different places and he started his career with Bill um, in Washington, but he's really come in and, and and focused on his craft. And I think, I think if you look at it like his technique and everything it has improved over the last few weeks. And I, I think he's been doing a great job for us. Like to come in and have to play left tackle, it's not like receiver or. Line where you get you know twenty plays a game like you have to get in there and you're thrown into the fire and and uh, I think he's come in and he's really fought hard and, and he's really working to keep improving every week.
0: Linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa wrapped up the day at the podium and talked about all the tackles for loss he's accumulated this season and if he's excited about the challenge of another dual threat quarterback.
8: Oh, uh, sheesh! I mean, you gotta. Just- define flying. I mean, I, for, for me, you know, the games that we win, I feel like, you know, those are, are the best games, but the games that we lose, you know, uh, whatever you see from my performance is really not enough, right? And I think that's really what it comes down to, wins and losses, to be able to put ourselves in a position to, to get to the playoffs and ultimately uh, get to the bowl. So, yeah. is, is this the uh,
7: most so comfortable you've
8: felt, though, in this game since you've I think any, any defense, the more you play in it, the more comfortable uh, you get, and, and any sport, the more that you play the sport, especially at a high level like the NFL, the more comfortable uh, you get. I think with um, you know the scheme, with the players, with the speed of the game, uh, and I think that's just where I'm at. Is, is where um, I think I've seen just the amount of uh, ball to be able to uh, make that next step. So. Do you, do
3: you like having
8: another dual really threat quarterback to chase around? <laughs> oh yeah, we um, yeah yeah. We, I'll put it like this, you know, we, we similar to the Baltimore scheme a little bit. Um, in reference to kind of like, um, you know, how the quarterback uh, does some of the options and stuff like that. So I, I like how, you know, um, you know Coach Schwartz puts together those defensive schemes in relation to those uh, dynamic quarterbacks.
1: Did you learn by um, facing other dual-threat quarterbacks this year to be more prepared for Justin Fields? Well, I mean, again,
8: like they're similar players, not exactly the way that, um, you know, Lamar plays, but you know they have similar—you know—very diverse, very strong, very uh, speedy. Uh, and we'll be looking forward to seeing how uh, that plays out. How would, you,
7: uh, how would you describe the job of the linebacker? Jim Schwartz's
8: defense? Well, the job of the linebacker is really to be the nerve center for the defense, uh, not to get too rattled, not to get um, in a position where you know you're screaming or you're you know palms up and doing a bunch of things that you know are causing the defense to get out of whack. I think ultimately it's to fill in the gap, is to um, make sure that the engine is moving, which is our D-line, and the communication is there, which is the back seven, or really the, the back behind the linebackers. Uh, but ultimately it's to be the nerve center for the defense. Is there
7: anything that you have to do differently in defending like, a third quarterback, like, mindset-wise, as you're thinking of it, versus when you're defending maybe guys in the pocket, because you know, like, if you shoot a gap, maybe that can keep you jump the gun and he gets out of the way and makes a play. So yeah. just kind of what goes through your mind when you're
8: having Yeah, I think everything is by personnel. So, I mean, of course, it's slightly a bit different. Um, when, we play, uh, when we're playing a dual threat quarterback like that, you do have to be more patient with your fits and making sure that you're um, in the right places because if the mistakes do happen, uh, they can really, you know, hurt, hurt you with their feet. So. It's, I, to be honest, if I could give the the TFLs to uh, the D line, that, that, that'll make more sense. <laughs> I think I think it's it's a huge uh, applaud and, and huge praises to the defensive line and what they've been able to do. Even the corners a bit, you know, to be able to hold off, um, you know, defensively to allow the quarterback to maybe hold the ball a split more second. Uh, definitely praises to the teammates for that. Yeah. Well, again, it comes down to what we, the, the crowd and, and you, know, you guys may not necessarily see that that's inside of the, the scheme. I mean, again, I think that's praises due to the defensive line and uh, the DBs. You guys have obviously lost a lot, a lot of people. Some more, you
7: know, grants on IR now. Oval might be up for the year. How, how have you guys kind of been able to deal with all these
5: injuries
8: now? I yeah, know, I mean, it, it is tough. I spoke to Oval the other day. and, and GD and everything, it is is tough. But I think that um, ultimately, you know, it it really comes down to, you know, it's it's the next man league, right? You hit all the time when people get hurt. Uh, Things come down. Uh, But I think what's the best thing is that we're not, like, losing them in the sense, right? They're they're still in the locker room. You know, we get to still talk to them, speak to them a bit, whether it's FaceTime, and we still get their their experience. We still get their information, their wisdom on the game. Uh, So it's really about that, though. Some young guys are going to have to step up and and, – you know, earn their way right so i think that that's what it comes down to is, is, is uh, the next man up and, and, and seeing can they also execute uh, maybe not in the same way but th- enough to where uh they're flourishing as well
1: why, why
7: do you think those young guys happening because that doesn't happen everywhere like it happens here yeah. why think they been able to be so effective
8: well it's a bit of the culture i think uh, that we're building um, you know when you are developing and you have a, a good leader you have good leaders um and you know there's a pride on your back you know what i mean when when you have a family that has a family creed and a family mission and you know gives the, the players and the people that's inside of that family uh, a bit more pride to, to go towards something and you know when we have established here i mean looking to um, build continuously i think they want to be a part of it and it's a bit more hunger so we hear we hear um,
7: next
8: I think it's the focus. I, mean, I spoke a bit, a bit more on the culture, but Kosofanski does a good job with uh, allowing us to know that it's not uh, Sunday that's the emphasis. Uh, it's not Saturday that's the emphasis, but it's the day that we are living in right now. Uh, it's the hour that we're living in. It's the second that we're living in. And when the young guys step in, you know, they really, you know, embrace that. Uh, so for them to focus on the now, focus on the responsibility each and every play, I think is, is, is the, those little things that, that mean a lot. So. A job, what has he brought
5: so far, just in-
8: I was, you know, <laughs> Joe's a, a guy that's had a lot of experience, you know, he's been able to establish himself, whether it's by word or by deed, I think that he's done a great job uh, being able to lead the offense, stepping in, uh, doing exactly what the coaches want him to do, uh, being a good teammate to us, you know, whether it's, you know, helping us, you know, out, whether, you know, maybe a look or helping another, another quarterback out, give us a better um, example of what to do with a different type of uh, offense, so. He's done a great job, and I, you know I look forward to seeing him do and progress more. So, yeah, my, I think my personal, um, you know, side is is my personal side, but I think more so off the field is is really about um, you know how can I reset every day? How can I say okay? today was a decent day uh, have awareness of what uh, mistakes I made today and, and what I need to do better at um, and correct those mistakes the next day um, and, and those things are, are really what's important you know can, can a person reset you know every time that a person makes a mistake um, they have the responsibility uh, to be able to correct those mistakes and I think that uh, that's been the emphasis this year.
0: That's all for today on From the Podium. Make sure you like and subscribe to the From the Podium podcast, wherever you get your podcasts if you want to find more episodes. You can also check out the Browns on social media. Check them out at youtube.com slash browns and on the Cleveland Browns mobile app. That's where you're going to find all the latest news as the Browns continue preparing for the Chicago Bears and the game on Sunday. I'm Jake Valensic, and thanks for listening to the Browns From the Podium podcast.